Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hook Up on a Monday, two weeks to Christmas Day, three weeks to the uh, new year, 2024, Jan 1, which makes it the uh, three weeks to the big game, Texas and Washington, for a trip to the national title game at the Sugar Bowl. We'll certainly continue to preview that, uh, counting down the days, obviously. And it's a big week for the Longhorns. We'll talk about that coming up. Big week in that they return. You know, players have had a little bit of a break, finish up school. Coaches out recruiting, yeah. both uh, high school players, portal players. Transfer portal happening. Yeah, man. It's, it's a, uh, it's a wild season. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is a big week. I mean, for the players, I'm sure it's a bit of a, been a bit of a decompression the last Yeah, they have week. some time off. Yeah, to get school finished. They still play school. And uh, get ready for – but practice for the bowl does pick up this weekend. They're going to have a bunch of recruits in town, high school and portal prospects. We'll get you some details on that coming up. Also, we're talking about the NFL and last night's uh, just tr- tremendous performance by the Dallas Cowboys, dominance in Big D or Arlington. And you know what is, it just stands out as I – you know, we are setting up Christmas yesterday and uh, getting some stuff done. You and I did a long oh, yeah. live stream. But I watched a ton of football, of course, on a Sunday – the thing that not the only thing that jumps off the screen with the Cowboys and the 49ers as much as anything is they're healthy. Like in a league where attrition is just killing team, and the Houston Texans don't have anybody Especially quarterback. healthy. Yeah, quarterback. I mean, oh, I mean, I'm watching the Niners play Seattle with Drew Locke playing quarterback for them. <laughs> exactly. We just watched Joe Flacco. Yeah. Uh, but then you watch the Cowboys and the Niners, and they both not only look better than everybody else, they just look healthy. Mm-hmm. I know the Cowboys lost Trevon Diggs, and they no one's 100 percent healthy. But, man, uh, you know what's the Niners play? Christian McCaffrey, even though he's got a lot of you know, touches this year, he looks fresh. He looks like the first game of the year. Yep. He, first play of the game, he took off on an 80-yard run. A little toss sweep left behind uh, Trent Williams. He goes 80 yards. Um, and I then Debo Samuel. I mean, look, Debo. I mean, gosh. Physical. Man. I mean, and even Kyle Shanahan after the game said he is yeah, he's at the top of his game. And when you have Kittle – him and McCaffrey healthy. Wow. Yeah, the 49 health is their only issue. That's right. That's right. Um, and that's they're both healthy. I mean, yeah. we were talking about the Texans with a big loss yesterday, but gosh, man, these are hugely significant players in a bat in a, in a big game not available. That's the war of attrition of 17 weeks or 18 weeks of, of NFL football, and it does feel like both the Cowboys and the Niners are in a pretty good spot right now. I totally agree with that. And it's uh, and it's weird. We've talked about this on the AFC side, right? That's why the Ravens are at the top of the AFC, and part of it is just that Lamar Jackson, who a lot of people expected, would deal with some type of injury, and I wish I could knock on some wood because I don't want to see it, but he stayed healthy. Yeah, yeah. And that's why they're in the running. Tua, 
is a guy that's dealt with a lot of injuries. They found a way to keep him upright and healthy, whether it's the mix, the martial arts that he learned or the, the fact that they get the ball out of his hands really quickly, I think is more than anything. Um, but he stayed healthy, and that's why the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, those are your are top, top two teams in the AFC right now. It really is about – I mean, that's half the battle. It is. Well, yeah, because <laughs> – It no, is half the battle, No man. question. I mean, and – Because half the league has played a backup quarterback already, guys. Half the league. And now the more Tex- than half, actually. I take that back more than half. And now the Texans may have to have a backup quarterback if uh, C.J. Stroud has to be in concussion protocol. But as I said with C.J., yesterday he's throwing – you know, Nico Collins got hurt in the first quarter. He's their best receiver. Tank Dell broke his leg last week. He's out there all wearing Tank Dell t-shirts. Dalton Schultz didn't play. That's a guy that he, he brought in himself. He yes, just yeah. recommended they draft. So now your, your weapons against the, a really good jet secondary, you know, um, gosh, uh, Noah Brown, uh, Robert Woods. I mean, you yeah. played in the National Football League, Rod. The key, is, that's why re- good receivers are good. They get separation. Exactly right. They get open. Yep. They create windows for you. You could just see C.J. Stroud even before you got hurt dropping back going, okay, there's nobody open. I mean, look what happened to the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Y'all got him throwing temper tantrums out there because he ain't got no receivers. That's right. What happened to Dak Prescott when Dak Prescott didn't have receivers and they thought, let me do this receiver by committee. That didn't work. You gotta, they and, they and, need receivers. <laughs> well, and guys who get open, right? It's yeah. not, if everybody could just get open against NFL talent, then and, anybody and, and could Jabroni do it. be out there. <laughs> no, but that ain't the way it you works. Know, in addition to Dak playing at a, at a whole different level. Jake Ferguson's becoming a Pro Bowl tight end, and C.D. C. Lamb's playing as good as any player in this league. C.D. Lamb, uh, only, the only receiver in the league that's playing better than C.D. Lamb right now is Tyreek Hill. That's it. It, it was Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, and C.D. Lamb. The only receiver that's playing better than C.D. Lamb right now is Tyreek Hill. That's it. It's, it's Tyreek Hill's in an MVP I, conversation. I would put Debo a close third. Close third. Debo's in Debo there. is a beast. Debo, but, De- but Debo does more than just receiving. Yeah, that's, well, he's, about, he's that's why a, I'm talking about just receiving. Debo, they'll put Debo in the backfield. They got they handed off the Debo jet sweeps. Debo's a little different. I'm with you. I agree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm just saying Debo, he does a little bit more than just as a receiver. So weapon rise, Debo's definitely top of his game. Well, and we said it. The Niners, Ravens, Cowboys. I mean, Niners and Ravens have been historically injury ravaged the last couple of years. And so now they're gets, catching, yep. they're catching the wave of right. some good breaks, right, and staying healthy. Now there's still four weeks to go. <laughs> Things can change pretty quick, as yep. we saw Life again yesterday. Yes, uh, thank you, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yes, yeah. Thank you, Ferris Bueller. Uh-huh. Hey, can we get to the uh, headlines of the morning top stories? Rod's got a rant coming up. We've got some bullish or BS for the end of the hour. Glad you're with us on a Monday. Let's get you caught up. Top Gun Rentals and lawn equipment bring it to you. We start in the NFL and an absolute statement W for the Cowboys last night. Sunday night football in Arlington. Dallas improved to 10-3, and pulled even with Philadelphia atop the NFC East. Actually moved into the two seed in the East in the uh, NFC with a 33-13 win. Dak Prescott, pair of touchdown passes. No big mistakes for sure. Uh, the Cowboys defense forced three Eagles turnovers, held Jalen Hurts and the Eagles without an offensive touchdown on the night. And how about the rookie kicker Brandon Aubrey? Nailed four more field goals. He's 30 for 30. To start his career, also hit a 59-60 and 60 yarder yesterday. After the game, Jerry Jones called the win the most satisfying win of the Mike McCarthy era. Not as good a Monday down in Houston where the Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud in the concussion protocol now following the team's 30-6 loss to the Jets yesterday in New York. Star rookie slammed to the ground late in the game. His helmet hit the uh, back of his helmet, hit the turf pretty hard. He'll be evaluated this week. Also in that game, wide receiver Nico Collins didn't return after sustaining a first-quarter calf injury. Huge blow to a Houston team already playing without Tank Dell and Dalton Schultz. 40 acres, a weekend of accolades. 
and a championship uh, potentially for the Longhorns. How about uh, the accolades came on Friday, started with it, when uh, the biggest Longhorn football player, Tavondre Sweat, became the first Texas player in nearly five decades to win the Outland Trophy. That's presented annually to the nation's top interior lineman, 3-0, only joined to just three others in program history taking that award. Then yesterday, the Associated Press announced its All-Big 12 team for 2023, named Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian, the conference's coach of the year. T. Sweat took home the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, and wide receiver A.D. Mitchell named the league's newcomer of the year. Texas also had six honorees on the All-Big 12 first team, several more on the second team. So good weekend for the Longhorns. Also from college football over the weekend, Texas wide receiver Isaiah Nayer became the seventh horn to enter the transfer portal, first offensive player to do so. LSU's Jaden Daniels was named the 2023 recipient of the Heisman Trophy as the nation's top player. He's the second LSU quarterback in the past five seasons to win the game's highest individual award. Of course, Joe Burrow won it in 2019. Former Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel announced that he will be transferring to Oregon. Thrilling weekend for Texas volleyball as well. Second-seeded Texas avenged an early-season loss to top-seeded Stanford, and they beat Stanford three sets to one out in Palo Alto last night. They are headed to the Final Four again, 15th time in school history. They're headed to Tampa, Florida Thursday night to play Wisconsin. Also Saturday, 12th-ranked Texas men's basketball team proved a 7-2 with a win over Houston Christian. And the sports world shook a little bit on Saturday when baseball's two-way star Shohei Otani took to his Instagram account to announce that he had agreed to a new 10-year, $700 million mega deal with the Crosstown Dodgers. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a ho-ho-ho. Bring anything on Foster Village's Amazon wish list on our Facebook page and get up to 20% off your rental or purchase. Topgun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Yeah, it looks like uh, the Dallas Cowboys with the lead now in the division. That's how big that game was, the lead in the division, um, because they got one more division win uh, than the Eagles do. And Dak Prescott, as I told you guys, um, Black should almost predict it. If they get the win and Dak plays well, which he did, he'll be the front runner and the odds-on favorite for MVP for the first time in his career, and he is the favorite and uh, he is the front runner right now for MVP in the league. If you if you had to first guess, time in his career, if you had to guess who was the odds-on favorite to win the division right now, who would you say? Cowboys. I would say. Well, I mean, the Eagles have an easier Vegas schedule wise. from here. Uh, do they give it to the Cowboys or do they give it to the Eagles e- in Vegas? Eagles minus 350 to win. Well, that's because, I mean, I, okay. again, this is not to rain on the Monday parade because the, the Cowboys look great last night and have earned everything that they're getting right now. But their, their stretch is tougher moving forward than the Eagles. Eagles wrapped up the Cowboys and that finished their stretch. You know, they split with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They beat the Chiefs. They beat a Buffalo in a hard-fought overtime game. And then they lost back-to-back games to the Niners and Cowboys. So that was that was a five-game gauntlet against really good teams, and they went three and two. Cowboys also have a five-game gauntlet against really good teams, and we'll see what they do. I think that would be the argument, but now the Cowboys go to Buffalo to play the Bills uh, Sunday afternoon, and then they go to Miami to play yeah. the Dolphins, who play tonight on Monday Night Football, and then they come home for Detroit. So uh, that's probably why, while the Eagles' schedule softens up quite a bit here in the final month of the regular season, and they're both they're both ten and three, so. Any Cowboys loss and then Eagles win all obviously flips what you just said. That's why I think in Vegas they'd look at it and say, you know, easier schedule the rest of the way. But at the same time, the Eagles look like it's a mess. They're trending the wrong way. The Eagles are trending. Well, speaking the wrong of health, way. I mean, Jalen Hurts just doesn't look healthy. He doesn't. They keep running him. They he do. Doesn't look good. So he's taking more and more uh, uh, beatings because they keep running him. Even though I'm with you, I don't think he looks healthy at all. But the defense is their big issue. I told you guys before this, the, that game, I'm picking the Cowboys because I don't think that that Eagles defense, even though the personnel is not their issue, I don't think they can stop the Cowboys. And, man, that Cowboys offense, I think they had four drives in the first half, four offensive drives, and they scored on all of them. 
and they scored what twenty four points. Yeah, it was twenty four to six. Is Cowboys that, built a lead, and then that that and a strip sack fumble. London Fletcher got to Dak, and you know Jalen Carter picked it up, took it to the house. You know that kind of ooh, early in the second third quarter, you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh boy. But in the cow, every time the Eagles would get into the red zone, they'd fumble the ball, oh, man. or the Cowboys would force a fumble. I mean, it was impressive what the Cowboys really did was. last night. A um, statement win. Before we get to Rod's rant, uh, can we hear from? So obviously that was a huge game last night. The biggest game of Sunday afternoon was uh, Bills Chiefs, where the Chiefs' struggles continued. Uh, they lost at home to Buffalo, twenty to seventeen. Late in this game, uh, Dak, uh, Patrick Mahomes threw a beautiful pass to, Pat, to Travis Kelsey who crossed the 30-yard line, was running towards the scoring zone, and there were four Bills defenders coming after him. And the old high school quarterback out of Cleveland, Ohio, turned and fired a perfect strike across the field. It was a a lateral. It was a hell of a play. To Kadarius Toney, who caught it and was wide open, ran to the end zone. Wasn't a design play. It wasn't like the hook and lateral thing. No, it was just improvisation, It was just Travis Kelsey making a play. Freestyling. And it would have likely won the game. I mean, it would have put them up by four. Uh, (laughs) It would have probably been the best highlight of the season. Oh, without a doubt. Like of the season. Oh, it was like game. come out of your seat stuff. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He just did that. And, of course, yeah. Taylor Swift's in the building. She's going oh, crazy. Oh, man. But then you look up, and, of course, on the little uh, graphic, it says uh, we've, got a, we've got a flag. Flag. Oh, no, no. Flag and and the flag was called on Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Toney for lining like, up offside. And he was clearly offsides. Can like, we, he was clearly offsides. Can <laughs> we hear from Patrick Mahomes? If you saw the game, and you could oh. just see it was almost like the, the – uh, you know, thing burst for Mahomes. He's been trying to keep his cool yeah. through through bad receivers. There's no doubt. Shooting themselves in the foot, bad he, play. And this is a composed guy. He's usually very composed. He started going after the officials. He and, lost it. And here, <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid both uh, going after the officials, yeah. essentially saying they didn't have to call that. It didn't have any impact on he the play. He didn't have to call it. What do you mean? It's a penalty. Let's hear, let's hear Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, what he said after the game. He should. I mean, it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um... I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win. But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, it, I mean they're human, man. They make mistakes. They didn't make a mistake in this case. Your player did. He was all sides. And, and here's the thing, right? I mean, you can ask the official. I mean, you know how they point to him? Hey, am I good? Am I good before snap? Yeah, you, you can. Yep, you can. And you should. You can get the confirmation every time, if and they will it, give you the confirmation. They will say inch up a little bit. You can't figure it out you're that good. you're a foot past where you should be. Yeah. And standing in front of all of your other wide receivers who are in the right place. Uh, and I understand Mahomes being mad because that was, that was an all-time highlight. In an all-time oh, game winner. Oh, man. It was, it's one for the ages. I said, one year the game, though. Yeah. It won you the game. Yeah, one year the game. And the game. that goes down in, in lore of, oh, my oh, gosh. And then yeah. it's like, oh, he, that's what you, here's Andy Reid as well. He, mm. And, again, I think they're, de- they're deflecting. They would like to be yelling at Kadarius Toney in this case and yelling at their receivers who continue to let them down. Uh, but they, they have to be in this locker room for four more weeks and into the playoffs. Here's uh, Andy Reid. It was a heck of a football game down to the end. Um, very disappointed that it ended the way it did. And um, Normally, I'll get um, – I, I never use any of this as excuses, but normally I get a warning before something like that happens in a big game. Um, a bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, 
what what's first of all he wants a warning that you just pointed out the player can get confirmation and whether they are on the line of scrimmage or not. And he wants a warning before the penalty now. Yeah. Hey, coach, your guys are committing penalties out here. Just this so you know. This was the last drive of the game. <laughs> I mean, we've been out here for, you know, three and a half hours. Wow. Uh, warnings are done. And I'd also say this. I mean, Man. think about it. And the Chiefs are just such a – with Taylor Swift, and they've been had such great success the last half decade. That's great. And, you know, a lot of plays like this with Patrick Mahomes. Remember last year with the, with the – uh, uh, when you got hit laid out of bounds and, and the you got mm-hmm. Joseph Osai. Joseph Osai, yeah. Those things become controversial topics all week. Yep. This one's not controversial. It's just not. And it, think about it this way. The official, if you go back and watch, he dropped the flag immediately. Like as the play began, he dropped the flag. He's like, oh, this guy so didn't know. So he didn't Here. know the outcome. No. Can you imagine this guy picking this up because he saw what a great play it was? Yeah. How much outcry would there be there in Buffalo? Dang, that's, yeah. That's I bold. mean, he dropped it immediately because he's standing there. He's like, okay, he was a foot and a half off sides. It's it's not about it's not something the you can pick up. This is not about the officials. They are frustrated because they know they now have a tragic flaw. It is not it is not a you know every team is flawed. This is a tragic flaw. This is a flaw that can lose them games and will surely lose them games. Well, in they're the eight and five and they're still on top of the division, but they've lost probably four games because of their receivers. I, well, three that I've seen. Kadarius Tony week easily. one against Detroit. Marquez Valdez Scanlon dropping a ball against the uh, Eagles. Uh, that was in his hands as he was running to the end zone. You're right. This, I mean, that's three games. You're sitting you, – now you're a two-loss team sitting atop the conference if you the tragic flaw doesn't continue to bite you and it bit you again because you would have won that game. And your dynastic run has been partly based on the fact that you haven't had to play a road playoff game. Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. Now they you all do. come through Kansas City. Now you may have to go to Baltimore. With your mediocre group of receivers, you've got to go on the road with that mediocre group And you group may have to receivers. go into Miami and try to beat – your great receiver, Tyreek Hill, yeah. who you traded. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, can we uh, get to Rod's rant here? First of two this morning. Let's hit it. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, oh you've got it now. It's time for Rod's no. rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, let's talk about the uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles because that was a hell of a performance by the Cowboys. Uh, offensively, I mean, they just put on a show to start that game because they had four drives to start in the first half, end up scoring on all of those drives. And the the, the Cowboys' offense like, right now is just built around Dak Prescott. It is The, the Texco's offense is just code for it being Dak Prescott's offense. And there are a couple of things working out, and I – I said that Dak, after Dak, it was announced that Dak was going to be a father, all right? They got Daddy Dak now. <laughs> uh, and, I, and, and, and my man Ty has kept up with this, too. A lot of athletes, not all of them, but a lot of athletes get a bump when they, you know, become a father, all right, for the first time. They do. You just got to kind of look at it. It's something that's kind of been documented. Maybe it's more folklore than uh, legend than anything else. But I expected that from Dak, just because of Dak's football character. Um, and maybe that's a big reason why Dak is playing the best football of his career, too. Um, but this Texco's offense is Dak's offense, and it's the biggest reason why Dak's in the MVP conversation and is the front runner. And I said uh, last week that if Dak beat 
the Philadelphia Eagles and he played well, that he was going to be the odds-on favorite for MVP. And he pretty much is, no matter where you're looking. Uh, DraftKings got him at plus 175, and Brock Purdy right behind him at plus 200. Uh, BetMGM has him at plus 150 right now as their odds-on favorite to win MVP. And uh, ESPN Bet, uh, they got him at plus 175 ahead of Brock Purdy at plus 225. I can't think of a time ever where Dak has been the odds-on favorite to win MVP because if you're watching the Cowboys game and seeing them winning, yeah, they're, they're playing some good football in a lot of ways, but there's no doubt they're winning mostly because of the way Dak Prescott is playing. Uh, that's why I think he's got a better chance to win it over Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy, the argument is, it's the system. Yeah, they argue that the system. It's and that you can, and that's a valid argument because <laughs> there have been a lot of quarterbacks that have been in the Shanahan system. They haven't played as well as Brock Purdy, but they still had success. Uh, the Cowboys' success is built on, or at least it relies heavily on the performance of Dak. And how about this? I'll give you a little stat about the Cowboys and the Forty ers since we already know they're on a collision course. I mean, it's. If the Cowboys want to get to a Super Bowl, they want to go through San Fran and likely want to do it in the NFC title game, which is the goal for this Cowboys team. I'll give you a stat about that a little bit later on that you've heard me give before. But the best, if you look at point differential, the best point differential through 13 games in the last 10 years, the Cowboys and the 49ers are second and third, <laughs> plus 188 and plus 175. Uh, the 2019 Ravens are at plus 194, so they're first. Um, the only time the Niners had a better point differential in the first 13 games of the season came in 1984 when they were plus 183. So the Cowboys are playing at a really high level, and so are the 49ers. And you go look at right now what the you know what the Cowboys uh, are doing offensively. Offensively, they're among the best scoring teams in the league. Dak said recently, and this is how you know Dak's feeling good about himself. Um, Dak said, if I play my best game, we were putting a 50 up there. <laughs> They've done that a couple times, right? Yeah, if he plays his best game. He believes burger. essentially he can't be stopped. That's, that's him saying, no, if I play my best football, that's I can't be stopped. That's big Dak energy right there. Uh, and, yeah, he, and he has 25 total touchdowns, two interceptions in the past eight games with a 7-1 record over that span. Um, and Jerry Jones is even saying that they, you know, that he thinks this is the best football Dak has played. He's talking about Super Bowls. He recently said – uh, this is Jerry Jones. Comes from John Machota. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said his biggest career disappointment: not winning a Super Bowl with Tony Romo. He said he'd be equally disappointed if he doesn't win one with Dak Prescott. Dak is a player who is qualified in every way to have a Super Bowl in his career. Now, I'm not going into the, the Tony Romo Dak Prescott thing, but the one thing they have in common that I I brought up to you guys, and it is I know Cowboys fans know this all too well because you've had to live it. <laughs> uh, because the Cowboys can't seem to get past that division round. They are 0-7, all right? And since the last Super Bowl win for the Cowboys, the Cowboys have yet to return to the NFC title game and are 0-7 in the divisional round. Three of those losses have come to the 49ers and have come with Dak Prescott under center or Tony Romo. How about this little stat? If you go look at it, the Cowboys are uh, the only team. You go look at it, they're the only team. Only franchise with two quarterbacks are playing three or more divisional round games without winning one at all. They are the only team that has gotten as close as they have, as many times as they have, and not been able to break through. This is the year they have to break through. This is the year. If they don't, if they don't play in the NFC title game this year, then I'll admit the Cowboys might need to think about another plan. 
Yeah, that's going to be the challenge because they are playing, and this says Dak. Well, I mean, break through the division around. No, I get you. Yeah, I'm not talking about Super Bowl. And it's the, the the problem is the Niners' kryptonite, right? Beat them each of the last two Januarys. Beat them earlier in Week Five, like a drum. And there's a mental thing to that right now. Uh, that you know, if you we talk about the staying healthy, this is the one year the Niners are actually staying healthy so far. It is, and they're going to be a tough. Can you, at this point, unless they stumble, you're going to have to go there to play the Niners in San Francisco, which is a tough place to play. Cowboys are faster at home, faster on turf. And early, I don't know, how about this? Buffalo, an early one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Cowboys this coming Sunday. Early mm. one-and-a-half points. So the Cowboys, an early road dog, minimal, but a road dog in Buffalo against Josh Allen and the Bills, who saved their season yesterday with that penalty call, by the way. <laughs> that penalty call saved yeah, their year. Yeah, I, um, I'll take the Cowboys there. Me too. I, I think the Cowboys lean. actually right now. I, I would have. I'd for yeah. sure be picking the Cowboys if you know that penalty hadn't been you know thrown yesterday by Kadarius Tony and the Chiefs had won that game because I think based on the week Buffalo just had with Von Miller stuff and Sean McDermott that may have ended their year. Like they, you might have gone in and, and taken on a uh, a dead dog essentially. Meanwhile, that win. Now they're right back in the thick with Houston losing and Indianapolis losing yeah. yesterday, and they're right back in this thing in the AFC. That game means a lot to them, to say the least. It, oh, it's huge. I just, I, just you know, I think it was such an impressive win for the Cowboys to beat the Eagles in the manner in which they did. I mean, the Cowboys snapped the Eagles' streak of 110 straight regular season games with at least one uh, offensive touchdown. Their last game where they didn't score an offensive touchdown was in 2017. Um, so I, I, that was a hell of a win, and – the Cowboys have been outscored NFC East teams uh, now 190 to 68, 122-point margin. It's the largest in the NFL for any in-division games. Uh, the Eagles are minus five uh, versus the NFC East in terms of scoring. It's just weird. Well, I'll say this. And the Eagles, the Eagles are trending the wrong way, I should just say. Sure. They're just and going they, the wrong way. And they survived the Chiefs game. They survived the Bills game. They survived the first Cowboys matchup, and now if you're an Eagles fan, you're kind of looking at it and said, okay, the wheels came off. We got smoked by San Francisco, got smoked by the Cowboys. We're, we came, we're not winning with duct tape and bailing wire anymore, and now that's two bad losses. But they still, as, as Ty just said, are the favorites to win the division because now the schedule softens up, and they may be able to get their, their footing now ahead of the playoffs. But right now, clearly, San Francisco and Dallas are the best teams in the NFC. They might be the best two teams in all of football. All right, good stuff right there in Rod's rant. We'll come back, pick that up. Uh, asking the question, is Dak finally figuring it out in year eight, or is it the coaching? Uh, we'll debate that. Also, the Chiefs and Bills game was uh, – I guess controversial. It was a great game, but uh, uh, we'll get back to that. And people asking about uh, you know the, the big week for Texas, recruiting updates on the Longhorns. We'll get you the very latest there as well. Coming back, we'll hook them up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 101.9 AM 1260, The Horn. Quite a weekend, but a quiet weekend for the Longhorns on the football front this weekend. Obviously, the accolades were pouring in. Tavondre Sweat won the Outland Trophy. Tons of Longhorns honored as uh, by the Associated Press with the uh, All-Big 12 team announced yesterday, including Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Coach of the Year. Didn't get that vote from the coaches in the Big 12, but the uh, 23 members of yeah, the uh, AP that uh, cover the, pro- the conference chose Sark. Well, because AP is a national Yes. Uh, entity, right? A national institution. So they're looking at it from a national perspective. Nationally, Sark, I think, surprised folks by getting Texas in the college football playoff. Conference-wise, you know, Texas was expected to dominate the Big 12 Conference and win it. Yeah. And they did that. 
So I don't know if you get the enough cachet in it, but also the Big 12, they didn't want to give it to Sark. Sark's not technically not going to be a Big 12 coach for long. Yeah, honor, honor Mike Gundy. For one or two more games, and he was done. He's not a Big 12 coach anymore. Yeah, Mike had a, <laughs> Mike had, Coach Gundy had a case, and uh, that yeah. the Big 12 was going to side with that, did more with less arguably, but uh, Texas did what they were supposed to do, which was win the conference. Yeah. Uh, as for Sark, he had a busy weekend. You know, of course, the coaches this, this week and last are out fanning out recruiting. Uh, how about this? Sark was in, uh, in Alabama, Sarah Land, Alabama, to watch the 2025 Texas quarterback commitment, K.J. Lacey. Yeah, he's a good player. Set a championship game record, threw for 391 yards uh, in a loss. They lost in the 6A state championship game to a team, uh, Clay Chalkville. That's where Sark was this weekend, in addition to other home visits. And it's going to be a busy week. We mentioned, uh, you know, we, is your, a week from this Wednesday, so nine days away, is the opening of the early signing window. And really, it, it, it's less than that. It's six days, Rod, because the the period goes dark on uh, midnight next Sunday until national signing window opens on Wednesday. So it's a dark period. So all the recruiting you're going to do for the class of 2023 and I mean 24 is going to have to be completed this week before you get to Sunday night. And that will include a, a weekend where the Longhorns begin practice and prep practice for the uh, Sugar Bowl yep. this weekend. And they're bringing in a ton of uh, – uh, potential portal prospects and the high school uh, prospects as well, Rod, that, that will roll in. And I know you and I have talked about the portal players. You know, there's the pursuit of Andrew Makuba, the defensive back from Austin LBJ, who reportedly will be on campus. Makuba set up four visits that he's going to take nationally coming out of Clemson. But uh, Texas is still seen as the favorite because of his relationship with Austin and with uh, Jamal Fenner, who was his high school football coach. Also, uh, you know, we learned yesterday from our buddy Bobby Burton, Rod, that uh, the kid from that you like from UTSA, Trey Moore, Trey Moore, the mm-hmm. pass rusher, he is supposedly going to make a visit to Texas. But Trey Moore is also being recruited by Ohio State, yeah. Michigan. <laughs> this shows you that he's a, he's an impact. He's a guy that's going to probably step on your campus and can lead your team in sex. Yeah, they've seen the film at UTSA, right? Yeah. So he's a he's a he's a natural pass rusher, as you've said. He's from Smithson Valley. Went to UTSA. Jeff Trailer got him there, and he's developed into to a really good pass rusher. Also, speaking of pass rush, Princely Uman Mielen. From Maynard, Texas, he's into the portal now. There is some quiet reporting that maybe Texas is involved there. They I think they like the kid from UTSA higher, but at the same time, because he's got the production, whereas Amon Mielland does not. And then the receiver position, Rod, you're looking at uh, Deion Burks, uh, Deontay Burks from uh, Purdue, the guy you really like, Juice Wells from South Carolina, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, Matthew Golden from Houston now into the portal. So those three, those are names to keep an eye on. As for the high school side of things, Longhorns are sitting at 20 commitments for the class of 2024, and it's led by the five-star pass rusher Colin Simmons from Duncanville and the five-star offensive tackle from Modern Day High School out in California, Brandon Baker. Those are the top two commitments, but then there's 18 others, and there's still you know, Kobe Black, the five-star corner from Waco, will commit on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 13th. Uh, all signs point toward, point toward that being a Texas recruiting win. And then there's the the, uh, the five-star safety from McKinney, uh, Xavier Filsimi, who reportedly is going to be part of this group that's coming in this weekend. Um, yeah. Portal players and high school players together, some that have already committed, like Brandon Baker, uh, the offensive tackle, and then some that are still undecided. Biggest name there is Xavier Filsimi. Uh Yeah, I mean, they, the secondary, you can tell, is obviously a focus for them 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, closing this stretch, whether it be through the portal or whether it be more of a long-term uh, solutions in the secondary with Xavier Filson, me and uh, with 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 Kobe Black, I, I think that the the thing to look at for Texas in the transfer portal now there are two positions that I think are going to be uh, priority one for them just in the immediacy wide receiver because uh, they're losing so much in terms of the eligibility and guys going to the league whether it be X-Man um, Jay Witt A.D. Mitchell and then now Isaiah Nayor and Casey Kane so you're losing depth there too and then safety I mean you have, you've had out of your what is now seven guys in the transfer portal total? Yep, seven. Uh, three of them Isaiah are Isaiah Nayer being the latest. Yeah, three of them are actually safety. So close to half of them are safeties. More than half of them are DBs. Um, so you can kind of see them prioritizing DB in the portal, receiver in the portal because of that, and then even closing out this recruiting cycle with some DBs that they think are the 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 DBs that they envision for this PK defense down the line. I think that's prioritizing coverage at safety. Um, and prioritizing uh, basically corners that can play press man on the outside. And I think that's what they ultimately want to do down the line. Um, they don't necessarily have the personnel to do it right now. Derek Williams is that. Malik Muhammad is that. Uh, they hope Terrence Brooks is that too. And I think they're going to fill out the rest of the roster with those types of guys. Yeah, I mean, as you start looking to the future, right, projecting if you could land Andrew Makuba – uh, to go with Michael yep. Taff and, and mm-hmm. Derek Williams and add a kid like Phil Simi coming in as a five-star freshman, uh, that would be the ideal. It is, it is telling to me, Rod, they, uh, it doesn't surprise me who they're recruiting in the portal, but who they're not. The fact that they're not heavy in on any of the defensive tackle prospects that we've heard yeah. feels like when, you, when you're losing potentially Sweat, Murphy, and Collins – on the heels of Coburn and Ojimo the year before, that's five NFL tackles that have moved on. Period, yeah. Then it, the fact that they're not recruiting, or at least we haven't been told or reported that they're recruiting any interior players, tells you they feel pretty good about the Trill Carter, Vernon Broughton, Aaron Bryant, you know, Sadir Mitchell, Jure Bledsoe group for for Bo Davis, and they've they've signed DeAndre Robinson and Alex January as class of 2024 commitments. That would tell you that they feel pretty good about what they're going to have there. I mean, you're not having Tavondre Sweat. But you, you, you yeah. can't expect that. But it uh, feels like they like where they are in the trenches, both offensive and defensive line, because in the portal they're looking at safety, wide receiver, uh, edge rusher more than anything else right now. Yeah, I think it's it's easier to get skilled talent in the portal. I think trenches is a little tougher to find the trench guys. But obviously when you have a mass exodus at places like A&M, uh, you may be able to find uh, some of those guys. But I think for the most part it's tougher to find those guys. And they, they trust Bo Davis. Oh, I think Bo man, Davis gosh. is. I think Bo Davis is telling them, "No, I got some dogs. I'll take care." You know, I think they trust his, you know, his opinion because he is the best interior D line coach in the country, and he's probably telling them, "You know, these young bucks that I have, uh, trust me, they'll they'll be ready to go. Just give me some time." So I think they just trust him and their development right now. And I think it is tougher to find line play and trench uh, trench players and personnel in the portal. Easier to find those skill guys. So I think they're just going to focus on development with those with that group. But I'm with you. You've had the, arguably the best D-tackle room in the country the last two years. 
Um, man, it, it's, it'll be hard to think you can do that, <laughs> you know, three years in a row without supplementing it at one point because you would think it, there'll be a drop-off. Like, how can these yeah. young guys well, I mean, keep up that level of play? But that's Bo Davis. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Yeah, and that you're right. They, they trust his evaluation of what we've got. And, you know, their defense will be different next year. It won't be as dominant in the point of attack as Jalen Ford's moving on. But you love the linebackers you've got coming right when you signed, you know, Anthony Hill and Leonga LaFowl and Samaje Burrell, Darian Gallette. Uh, Maurice Blackwell's played there. David Bender's. Bobby Burton told us last night that Bob, that David Bender could return. I can't believe that. <laughs> it's like there's Something. an eligibility opportunity well, for David Bender. He's definitely going to return if he can. If he can. Like, well, why wouldn't he, you? Yeah, why wouldn't Not he? Not going to the NFL. Exactly. He's like, why, why wouldn't he come back and play? Yeah. So, so he's going to come back. But you also, if you know, let's just forecast the UTSA pass rusher. You add him you're going to have better edges next year, right, with Colin Simmons coming in from Duncanville with what Ethan Burke is developing into, Colton Vosick uh, can develop into, Baron Sorrells will be back, Justice Finkley. You know, you might be better on the edges and not as stout in the middle, but be really fast and really uh, a fast flow defense, which yeah. they were this year, but maybe even better, especially if you upgrade the secondary and the ability to, to cover on the outside and have covered safeties with a guy like Makuba. Uh, potentially, but that's got all got to come to fruition. But it is interesting. And the one thing we've been made clear by all the insiders, from Jerry to Bobby, uh, in the portal and in high school, character is huge. They're not just going to yep. bring in guys because they had a lot of stars by their name. Right about that. They really like what they've built with the culture. They really like the type of guys they bring in that are in the program. They don't want to bring in guys that could be toxic players, mm -hmm. um, especially in this day and age. They've really built something they think is pretty special. And I think it's shown up on the football field, but they're going to lose a lot of those core guys, the Jalen Fords, Jade Barons, Tavondre Sweats, and Byron Murphy. You don't want to bring in guys that aren't that type of player, character-wise. Yeah, and they, oh, I think they learned their lesson early on. Remember the Isaiah Hall experiment? Um, you know, the team pretty much it made a uh, – they made a statement to coach by deciding, no, he wasn't good for the team. He wasn't the right fit with us. Yeah, um, they received the, the transfer from Alabama that yeah, Sark knew. And I think Sark learned a lesson from then that let's not force guys who may not be compatible with the character. Um, let's, let's thoroughly vet these guys to make sure that they'll fit once they get in. Yeah. Because no matter how talented they are, we got talent. Talent won't be the issue because um, Texas can always bring Well, because they're talent. still building the foundation of the program yeah. through the high school recruiting. Yeah. And they're going to bring in 22, 23 more new high school players this year. And how about this, Rod, to wrap up our recruiting week and talk 14 early enrollees in this class already. Mm. 14. Oh. You know, if you only have 23 plus a smaller class than they've had because numbers are down and the portal is available – Oh, but 14 will be here in January. So think about the month they're about to have. Bowl practice, game, they may win it, and they're playing for a championship, but they're going to have 14 new players rolling in soon after that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't believe it. That's, a, that's just a lot going on. And that's 14 high school players. That doesn't even add – I mean, the portal players will be coming in too. I mean, yeah. If you're three to four, maybe five in the portal, well, now you're – you know, 20 new players that are coming in right in January after however your season wraps up this year. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know if anybody on that staff can relate to how busy this program is right now in terms of the football program, having to balance all these different obligations and responsibilities. Because I don't know if any we've never been here before. No. The transfer portal is brand new. The college football playoff for Texas is brand new. Brand new. <laughs> uh, this is the best season Sark's ever had. So Sark had never been. You know, at this point. Well, at least Sark and Jeff Banks and those guys were PK, on those Alabama staffs. PK's got some of that. Yeah, you're right. But then the transfer portal still is, is a relatively That's new thing new. for them. That's so I don't new. know how they – because every year the, frequent, the, 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 the number of guys in the transfer portal increases. 
So and your dependence on it in, increases. Too. Yeah, and when you there are seven guys in it from your own roster, and three yeah. of them are safeties, then and you got to practice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like it's just I, you just I don't know. Everybody's learning on the fly. There's nobody that has a blueprint for this. Yeah, well, and you're not alone because it's happening all over the country, but certainly you have a lot going on. It's a good on, problem to have. It does feel like a lot of it's going in a good direction, but it's, it's, it's not yeah. enough hours in the day, it feels like, exactly. for, for these coaches. You see where Sark's travel schedule, he's been all over the place. Right. Home visits, oh. high school football, playoff games. You see why coach is like, man, I'll just play. Any, I, I want to be an NFL coach because that's a lot. Yeah. Isn't it a lot? When do I get a week off? Maybe July? NFL no, coaches June. don't have to deal with any of that, guys. Any of that stuff, all they do is go to go watch film. They, they start watching uh, maybe – scouting they got a scouting department though that scouts uh, the couches but you just focus on ball yeah that's you man you you focus you on this yeah you focus on ball just half the time when you're at college coast the rest of it is you know acquisitions recruiting now transfer portal oh man boosters donors you ain't gotta worry about that either agents. in the league Agents. Agents. You ain't worried about that in the league. You got a GM for that. That's right. That's what the GM Coach does. Ball, baby. Let's oh, go. man. We'll come back. Uh, there's some UT uh, Monday good, bad, and ugly recruiting conversation. We come back. We'll pick up the uh, bullish or BS Cowboys with the dominant performance. Was it BS yesterday that the, the uh, officials called a penalty that was a penalty, but it uh, took one of the best <laughs> highlights maybe we've seen in a long time off the board that would have been a game winner. We'll get uh, bullish or BS on that. Hook them up with Ian Rodby. We are thinking this is the second crash we've seen on the westbound side of Highway 71 near Wolf Lane. Again, we had one earlier that cleared up. Looked like we were back to the, kind of the normal delays, but now uh, we have another one. So, again, coming from Bastrop to Travis County on 71, unfortunately issues there. But it's not quite as heavy from Garfield to Toll 130 because a lot of that traffic is stacked up behind the collision east of there. The interstate southbound, still slow out of the Round Rock region, heading toward Grand Avenue Parkway. Again, a crash from earlier, still causing problems. Back to 1431, a lot of folks using Toll 130, and that's almost as backed up as the interstate itself right now. Here's one over on FM 969 at Decker Lane. That's a fender bender, west side of 71 at Perdinalis Summit Parkway. Again, uh, that's a vehicle fire, but not causing a huge backup in that area. I'm Don Miller. That's traffic. Callahan's General Store, folks, helping us with our uh, tour of Central Texas golf courses again this year. December's is Gray Rock. We'll tell you more about that coming up at the turn. But Callahan's, what a great spot. If you were out there on Saturday, you know, it was like spring-like. But the wind was up a little bit. But they had live music going on Saturday at Callahan's uh, right there by the airport, uh, 183 Montopolis area. But inside, it's everything you need to keep your yard winter, get your yard winterized and ready for the winter months. Uh, the experts and the products you need to get that. You, if you have dogs, they have dog food selection at Callahan's. It's better than you'll find anywhere and healthier for your animals uh, because most of it is sourced from right here in central texas if your dogs have allergies and deal with that you can get in there talking again experts that'll help you with your breed of dog and what's going to be the best and then as we said christmas is coming yeah, the, the the christmas shopping can be done there christmas gifts Christmas decorations as you're getting the house all set up. Everything at Callahan's General Store since 1978. 45 years, a Texas tradition uh, unlike any other. Get in there and get that yard. If you follow with Callahan's like we talk about, going in and taking those tips and getting the products you need from their experts, your yard will indeed look like a golf course year-round as you, you get this thing into the spring and beyond. It just takes the the, uh, the discipline to get it each and every month. You're in there getting the right stuff. They'll help you, and you'll get there, and you'll have a yard that uh, you'll be very proud of year-round. At Callahan's General Store, online at Callahan's General Store, and remember, it's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. Air Cranes for Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. Yes, a full-service solar company. After the hottest summer on record in Central Texas, we all kind of saw those higher-than-average power bills. Stop paying the power company. Start paying yourself with a brand-new 
new Timberline Solar Shingle Roof. Or maybe you have a solar roofing system. Divided Sky Roofing and Solar can repair and service your existing solar roofing system. John Hardy and his staff are solar experts. Find them online at DividedSkyAustin.com or the phone number 512-995-ROOF. Texas license TECL 37397. Every visit to Steiner Ranch Steakhouse turns any event or occasion into a memorable evening. Steiner Ranch Steakhouse has the best views along with the most exquisite cuisine and the finest service of any restaurant in Central Texas. Whether you're seated inside the elegant dining room or on the spacious outdoor patio, you'll be treated to breathtaking views of the Texas Hill Country. Steiner Ranch Steakhouse serves the top 2% cuts of beef in the country, all hand-trimmed, cut, and selected by the chef daily. Plus, unlike other steakhouses, Steiner Ranch offers two sides with your steak. With an extensive wine list featuring some of the finest vintage wines from around the world, you'll be able to find the perfect pairing for your meal. At Steiner Ranch Steakhouse, you can be sure that you're getting the real taste of Texas with every bite. So why wait? Book your table today and get ready to be wowed by the best fine dining, prime steaks, seafood, and stunning views that Steiner Ranch Steakhouse has to offer. It's Aaron Hogan, and the holiday season is here, and our friends over at Underdog Fantasy are running 12 days of social promos starting December 14th. Hope you've heard of Underdog by now. Underdog's the easiest place to play fantasy basketball every night of the season. Pick between two to five players, game or games you're going to watch anyway, and then you select whether they go higher or lower on one of their stats. If you pick, you hit, and you can win big. It's legal here in the state of Texas, a ton of fun to play as you watch the Rockets, the Mavericks, the Spurs, or your favorite team. Pick them, watch them, and play. What's better than watching your favorite games during the NBA season or the NFL? It's winning money while watching them as well. Go to that easy-to-use mobile app or underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with my last name as a promo code, Hogan, H-O-G-A-N. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. And in the spirit of the holidays, Underdog is doing daily promos over on the site formerly known as Twitter. Follow at Underdog Fantasy. Be on the lookout for ways to win, a Nintendo Switch, and more. It's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Hogan, H-O-G-A-N. Must be 18 or plus and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with play. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. The Horn text line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line. 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Bullish or BS time with hook them up with Ian Rod B. Talking Cowboys and a dominant, decisive performance last night. Also, the Chiefs and Bills ends in uh, dramatic, but in, if you're a Chiefs fan, heartbreaking fashion. We'll talk about that coming up. What a weekend it was. Bullish or BS, Rod? As we sit here this morning in year eight, Dak Prescott is the odds favorite on December the 11th to win the MVP of the NFL. He's the odds favorite. But mm-hmm. the Eagles, as Ty informed us, are still the odds favorite to win the division. Mm-hmm. Can both happen? Can, can Dak Prescott win the MVP if they don't win this division now that they're even and actually ahead of the Eagles, which would mean they take some losses here in the coming weeks? No, I'm going to say no. No. BS then. Yeah, he's. Going, I agree with that. Yeah, he's going. He he needs a couple of more because he's. This is his first. Like I said, I called it a legacy win for him because I knew it would catapult him to the favorite for the MVP. But to stay there with what Brock Purdy is doing. Yep. You got to keep winning because Brock Purdy will overtake you in like another week. If you have any off game or your team loses, even when you have a good game, your team loses. People will start to say, "Oh man, see." The, that big Dak energy, 
it's not a, it's not uh, translating into wins. So same old Cowboys. And you need people to start thinking you're a different Cowboys organization because the big Dak energy is very different. Big Dak energy. And I uh, so and that you got to win to do that. So I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say BS. Yeah, and now they've got Buffalo this week, and they're already a point-and-a-half underdog uh, at Buffalo. That. And the weather looks pretty good, by the way, as far as Buffalo in December. Yeah, looking looking up. Yeah. How uh, they, yeah, because Buffalo's well, struggling, too. It's so weird. Yeah, Vegas knows. But you know what Vegas knows? That people are going to bet them boys. That's right. Vegas, the line is not necessarily Vegas picking the game. Oh, they're going to jump all over that. They're just trying to get you to bet more money. Well, right? we, Isn't that the point of the line? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, when Buffalo's right, they're pretty good. And, uh, you know, James Cook's become a better weapon. If you saw him yesterday, had a big game against the Chiefs. Yeah. They're running the ball better. Uh, Joe Brady's taking over the play-calling duties, and uh, they seem a little Joe bit better. Brady. And Josh Allen's playing good. So it's a heck of a matchup between Josh Allen and uh, Dak oh. Prescott in this game. Yeah. Um, already looking forward to that. But uh, bullish or BS on that? We'll take your thoughts. Um, I think yeah, he's got to win division and be the one or two seed, and I he'll win the right MVP. Uh, no, I, if they don't win the division. Because remember, if you don't win the division, that tumbles you all the way down to the five seed yeah. where you're a road wild card team. And like you said, that'll mean you had some – and not disappointing losses because they got a tough stretch here – but those losses are gonna that, that momentum that you have right now uh, for for MVP that will dissipate if you take. Well, it's just kind of like the Heisman. I mean, people were surprised that Jaden Daniels won the Heisman on a three loss team, but he, you know, statistically, he's had the best oh, year. Shouldn't deny it. But but if you know, is Dak can win a, an MVP as the wild card team when Brock Purdy is the one seed and has similar numbers, right? No, Brock and Brock Purdy's numbers are they're eye popping. People yes. just don't they they're they're basically saying that that's. The system is more responsible for those numbers than he is, but his numbers are crazy. They're wild. Ty, were you bullish or BS on that conversation? Cowboys, Dak can win the MVP, but he without winning the division. Bullish or BS? I really hope he doesn't win the MVP. <laughs> you hope he doesn't? What? I don't understand Contract that. Contract extension. He wants, he wants rid of Dak. He's over Dak. Even though Dak's playing with the big Dak energies, you, oh, he's not a Dak head like you are. It's all facade, I'm telling you. It, I'm, It'll all come crashing down. Jacob Standard, you know, our video guy here, who's also a Cowboys fan, has been texting me all morning, getting on me for my Dak hate, and he said, that I'm not allowed hey, back on the bandwagon the, once it once he does yeah, That's true. <laughs> that is bullish. I am bullish on that, too. Uh, <laughs> bullish or BS, guys? The, uh, huh. the, okay. the, uh, wow. the Dodgers signing of Shohei Otani. Uh Bullish. Bullish. I mean, how? I, I guess, I guess it could. You spend that much money, you could be. You could argue return on investment if you don't end up, you know, winning a World Series or you know something like that out of it. But no excuses now, though. You there don't. Yeah. Uh, you got Betts, Freeman, and that guy, the top three in your. I mentioned those three players are worth one point two billion dollars in contracts. Billion. Three players. Uh, but and bullish in this, Rod, that I, like I think whatever whether they win the World Series or not, we'll get to see Shohei Otani in meaningful, important Post-season. October games, oh, which you, is what the world needs, right? We haven't seen it ever, ever. That's crazy. Except for the World Baseball right. Club. I mean, that's the closest thing we've seen yeah, to that's it. Right. That was okay. so fun to watch in early in the summer because he was extremely clutch. And that You're entire right. tournament. He was. He's a great right. I mean, he's great a breathtakingly point. good player. That's going to be the thing. And he's got great players around him now, and he wants to win. And I think we'll get, you know, in L.A., with a high roll they have, they will win. They will be in the postseason. Now, how far they go once they get there will become the question. And must-watch television now, too. I think so. It's not with the Angels, because we haven't seen Mike Trout in a meaningful game his whole career. Just, and that's, that's he had the biggest contract until Shohei got in. Oh, uh, yeah, they're one and two all the time? <laughs> yeah. Wow.
<laughs> they were on the same damn team. Hey, uh, real quick, Rod. Lakers won the first in-game, in-season tournament. Bullish should be us on the Lakers this year. The NBA Cup, baby. The NBA Cup. LeBron wins the Anthony the Davis for the monster game. LeBron. Oh, are, we, are we bullish yeah. on the Lakers? Uh, I'm I haven't watched enough NBA, enough NBA to know. Me either. I just know, the, I just know they're old and come April, they're going to yeah. be out of there. <laughs> they better win that in-season tournament. This, this, like, as fresh as they're going to be. For the Lakers, like the bubble tournament and the playoffs and then this, this was oh, built for them. Oh, you're right. Short, yeah. early in the year. Good point. Good point. Lakers, I don't know how the long haul with the age that they have, but – LeBron did get to see his son, Bronny, make his college basketball debut on Saturday out at USC. There you go. There you go. Come on, All right, we'll come back. We'll pick it up with the headlines. Cowboys, dominant last night. Rod's got uh, behind the BOC. We're loaded on a Monday.